Lord, this Christmas, would you be our all? Would we recognize that you really are the best gift that anyone could receive this Christmas? Lord, we just give you all praise and all glory that you deserve, Father. And we just thank you, God, for this baby. Amen. Good evening, church. How are we all? Um, can I wish you a very Merry Christmas? No, no good. Merry Christmas. Um, oh, lovely. Thanks, back. Um, so I don't know. Welcome to church. I don't know if you've ever been to church before. Um, if this is your first time, um, what we have done there, it wasn't just a big giant karaoke, but we actually like to say thank you to God. So what we do is it's easier if we just do it all together and, and worship. And so we come together and we sing songs to thank God for what he has done in our lives. And he has been so good to each and every one of us. And so we come together and say thank you to him in the form of worship and song. And then what I am going to come and do here is just going to, for briefly 15, 20 minutes or so, is just share a thought from the Bible. I don't know if you've ever been to church and heard someone speak before. I try to make it a bit relatable to your life. I try to make it a bit interesting. Whether I do that or not, it's a different story. Keep out to yourselves. Um, but hopefully I'm going to try and bring one main thought that I want you to, to take away with. One main thought. I, I've been challenged to try and keep stuff down. Just one thought because it's easier to remember one thing than, than three points. I've, I've learned that long the way. Um, so I'm going to come and share. And if this is your first time, then we're jumping into a series, as the title says on the screen, is A Time for Giving. Me and Cliff Richard sat a while back and chatted and wrote together Mistletoe and Wine. And so in that, I was like, Cliff, I've got a bit of a sermon I want to do. So put this in your song. And so in the song Mistletoe and Wine, he says, it's a time for giving and a time for getting, a time for forgiving and for forgetting. And Christmas is a time for us to give. It's a time where we're broke because all we do is spend money on other people and hope in return that they spend back on us. And we spend uh, presents. Hopefully you've got your presents sorted. Or unlike me, you haven't got paid yet. And fingers crossed you get paid this week. Um, and then we, we buy each other presents. We cook dinner. We buy boxes of chocolates. The, the 12 days of Christmas we've been doing is blessing other people. And it is a time for us to give to other people. But as Catherine prayed there, that this is a time where we remember all around the world in different forms of, of Christmas, we remember and spend this one time where we remember that in church we come and celebrate the giving of the greatest gift. And, and this is me getting up and trying to reiterate that in, in different forms of when, when God sent his son, it wasn't just this beautiful nativity story we can do on, on Sunday mornings, but it was to remember that this is the greatest gift that he's given to its humanity. And, and on the back we have love, joy and hope and they're lovely words to say, but actually when Jesus came into the world, this is what he brought with him. And we've been looking at this idea the first week we looked at love and how John 3, 16, we know it, it's plastered everywhere for God so loved the world that he gave something because you can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. And so love demands a response. Love demands us to give something. And so we looked at how God gave the greatest gift, his son. And not only did he give his son, but actually Jesus is love personified. Jesus is love in human flesh, and it came down to dwell among you and I. And whether you, whether you accept it or not, or whether you reciprocate that love, he loves you, and that will never change. So whether you agree in that love, whether you accept that, it doesn't matter. He loves you, and there's nothing can be done about that. All you can do is either accept that or reject it, but he still loves you. 
And then last week we looked at joy and how joy is, is something that's not based on your outcomes. It's not based on your circumstances. Joy isn't something that's based on whether you don't have suffering or you're going through a good time. But joy is actually where it will be eternal. As long as God is involved in your life, then there will be joy. And so you can have joy in the midst of your suffering, in the midst of your trials. If Jesus is in, the, in there with you, you will always, always have joy. And so this last week, we're, t- tonight we're going to look at this idea of hope. And when, when Jesus came into the world, he didn't just come to bring joy and, and love, but he gave, come to bring hope, to give you a purpose, that there is more, there is more than this life on earth. There is more than what you're going through right now. There is a better eternity. There is something else in store. And so just to give you a bit of background, my name's Davey, I'm 25. Last week was, I was 24, and now I'm 25. And I feel old, don't ask me. I know that the years are going to fly through now. But I'm 25, and do you know, I'm that annoying guy at Christmas. You're either one or the other. You either love it, and you're like me, and I'm the one who, November, the tree goes up, and you drive past my house, or my mum's house, um, and go, ach, look at them, they love Christmas, ach, pagans, they're up too early. I'm that guy. <laughs> or either you're the, other, you're the other type and you just hate Christmas and you just try and survive it. But I'm that guy who tree is up uh, early November. I'm, I think I'm on to my third time watching like the Christmas films in the last two months, like Home Alone. I'm on to my third time. Um, I've got the Christmas carols, Christmas CDs playing. I'm burning this disc out. I'm just replacing the disc because I listen to it so much. That's, that's me. And so coming up to Christmas, I love the anticipation of it. I love the build-up. For me, Christmas Eve is the best day of the year for me. I love the build-up of Christmas Eve. Um, but it's also a bit of a love-hate thing because I love the build-up. But see, after Christmas is over, I honestly don't know what to do with my life. Do you ever get to that? You look forward to something so much, and then when it's over, you're like, who am I? Like, <laughs> what is life? What do I do? Or maybe it's not been Christmas. Maybe it's like a holiday. Have you ever booked a holiday? And you're booking a year in advance, and all you can think about is that holiday and getting the wee tan and, and getting bikini ready, and that's just the men. Um, and then you get, you're trying to eat well, and you're packing your bag, and you're making sure you've got everything. And then you go away, and this is the time. You're two weeks away in the sun. You love it, and you, you're just, this is the best time. And then you come back, and you're like, oh, no, what I look forward to now. Like, I have to go back to work. Like, have to do the washing, like whatever, what, what's the purpose in life? Where's, where's the hope in my life? All hope is lost. Or if you've, if you've watched like TV series or Netflix or something, at the end of a TV show, you've invested so much of your time and nights to watching stuff and you sla- like slum in the bed with your tub of celebrations, which is a sewing kit, um, and just watch stuff. And then at the end of it, you're like, I don't know what, the, what I watch now. Like my life is over, all hope is lost. And you see, we put our hope and, 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 and our hope and our expectation into things that will bring us joy. And these, these words up here are beautiful words, but they're all linked because we can put our hope and our expectation in something that will bring us joy and bring us love. And, and most of the time, if we're honest in here, we put our hope in things that are finite, things that will come to an end. We put our hope, and I spoke a wee bit about it last week on joy, but we put our hope and our joy in things that will let us down. We put our hope in, in people. We put our hope in, in a career. We put our hope in, in finances. We put our hope in things that will let us down. And so I'm coming to, to encourage you that sometimes when we put our hope in something, these things are all linked to when you put your hope in something and it lets you down, well, then you don't get the joy. It doesn't bring joy and love into your life because maybe you've put your hope in a, in a, in a person 
or maybe you've put your hope in, in a family member or someone and, and they let you down. And so now where's the joy in my life or now where's the love? Because I put my hope in that and it's let me down and, and now all hope is lost in my life. I don't know where to turn. I don't know what to do. And so these things, is, they're very important because actually when we break it down, it's not just hope in itself, but it's what are you putting your hope into? Where do you place your hope? And what I like to do is just give you one thought, as I said at the start. My, my one thought is this, is hope is never lost. It's just misplaced. Hope is never lost in your life. It's just misplaced. Whether you are in here tonight, I don't know your circumstances. I don't know your backgrounds. Probably don't even know your names. But in your situation, maybe you've felt hope's lost in my life or I feel like I'm doubting or hope is just gone for, for a while or a season. Hope is lost. Can I encourage you with this? Hope is never lost in your life. It's just misplaced. We've just been placing our hope in the wrong things. We've been placing in finite things that will let us down. And I'm here to encourage you that I know... Someone who, if you place your hope in, will never let you down. Who couldn't let you down. Even if he tried, he wouldn't be able to let you down because he loves you and he wants to bring joy into your circumstance. Hope is never lost. It's just misplaced. And so I want to I say this, that what you put your hope in matters. I don't know if you've ever thought about this. I don't know if you've ever thought about where you place your hope. Because a lot of times in our lives, things just happen. Circumstances and situations just happen. But actually, hope and what you put your hope into, you actually have the ability to put your hope in something. It's the one variable of your life that you get to choose where it goes. It's the one thing that you get to choose. What am I going to put my hope into? Am I going to put it into my job? Am I going to put it into my career? Am I going to put it into my finances? Am I going to put my hope into a person? or money, or situations, am I going to place my hope in it, and will it bring the expectation, or my career, or my calling, or my home, or that car, trying to get that car, because once I get that car, or that home, or that house, well then, that will bring me joy and love. So what are you putting your hope into? Because it's the one variable, the one thing that we get to choose where it goes. And I want to say this, don't waste it, invest it. Don't waste it in something that, that will fail. Don't waste it in, 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 a, in a person who will eventually let you down or could let you down. Don't waste it in money that could run out. Don't waste it in materialistic things that will never continually bring you joy and satisfaction and love. Don't waste it in those things of the world that will, will eventually let you down. And if you're honest, you've put your hand up and say, it actually has let me down in the past. Yet we continue to put our hope in those things and feel that it doesn't bring us joy or it doesn't bring us love. But could you invest it? Could you place it in something that will bring joy and love constantly into your life? A passage as we read at the start, John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that who will believe will not perish but have everlasting life. If you, if you place your hope in God, you will not perish, but this is what you'll invest instead. You'll invest everlasting life. And that's what you can have. And that's what you can own. If you, we will place our hope in him. If we don't waste it, but instead we invest it into something that can give back. Could you imagine placing your hope? Placing your hope into God. Placing your hope into someone who could never let you down. Who wants to bless your life. Who wants to make your life abundant. 
See, what in turn you would get is, well, you will get joy in this life. You will experience joy in the midst of your circumstances. You'll experience joy in your suffering. You'll experience joy in the good days and the bad days. And you will also experience the love that he has for you. Can I just encourage you to test it? Try it and see. Put your hope in him and watch the joy and love come and flourish in your life. It will never let you down. It will never stop. You see, hope is never lost. It's just misplaced. And hope is an expectation for something better. Sorry, I'm not just getting my phone out to text. I've got a point of what I'm doing here. Hope is the expectation of something better. It's believing that there's something in this world, there's something about to happen that's better than my circumstance right now. And maybe your circumstance right now is a mess. Maybe you don't even know what you're doing in church here because you're like, I'm at the end of my rope. My situation is dire. Everywhere I turn, there's just a mess. Hope is the expectation that there's something better. There's something better. I want to read this story from, from this, about the Second World War. It says, during the Second World War, the U.S. Army were forced to retreat from the Philippines. Some of their soldiers were left behind and became prisoners of the Japanese. The men called themselves ghosts, souls unseen by their nation. And on the infamous Baton Death March, they were forced to walk over 70 miles, knowing that those who were slow or weak would be bayoneted um, by their captors or die from dysentery and lack of water. But those who made it through the march spent the next three years in a hellish prisoner of war camp. Now, by, the, by early 1945, 513 men were still alive at the prison camp. But they were giving up hope. They were giving up hope. The U.S. Army was on its way back, but the prisoner of wars, um, prisoners of war sorry, had heard the frightening news that the prisoners were being executed by the Japanese as they retreated from the advancing U.S. Army. Their wavering hope was, however, met by one of the most magnificent rescues of wartime history. In an astonishing feat, 120 U.S. Army soldiers and 200 Filipino guerrillas outflanked 8,000 Japanese soldiers to rescue the prisoners of war. Alvy Robbins was one of the rescuers. He described how he found a prisoner muttering in a darkened corner of his barracks, tears cursing down his face. The prisoner said, I thought we'd been forgotten. No, you're not forgotten, Robbins said softly. You're heroes. We've come for you. And I don't know your situation. I don't know where you are right now, but maybe you're like that there, a prisoner of war. Maybe you're just shaking. Maybe you're muttering. Maybe you wake up every day just feeling like, I, thought, I just feel like I've been forgotten. I feel like all hope has left my life. I feel like hope is just lost. I want to encourage you again. If Jesus Christ is around, there is always hope. There is always a second chance. There is always something you can place your hope in that will never, ever let you down. As long as Jesus is alive, there is an opportunity to take your hope, which you can choose what to put it in, and place it in him, and watch him come and rescue him. Watch him say, I've come down. And that's what the story of Christmas is all about, is that God so loved the world that he didn't just give his son as a, as a gift of human flesh walking about, but he gave his son as an opportunity for you to place your hope in something that despite your circumstances, despite your hopeless situations, you can place your hope in him and watch him turn it around and watch him bring hope to the most hopeless situations in your life. That's why God loved the world. That's what he wanted to bring. Hope is never lost. 
It's just misplaced. And I'm going to come to a close in a minute. But I want to encourage you. Where are you placing your hope? Are you continually, time and time again, just placing it in things that have let you down in the past and you just, fingers crossed, it won't let me down this time. Fingers crossed, I'll get through it. Fingers crossed, that person won't let me down. Fingers crossed, to get this job keeps satisfying me or this situation picks up. Fingers crossed. Or can you take that hope and place it in something and try and watch him? Because there's a room full of people here who have done that, who have put their hope in him and their testimony is the fact that he is faithful. He is faithful. He has never let them down. And we, again, we had a group of people, cardboard testimonies last week, who told the story of how he has never let them down. And so hope is also, if you're a Christian in here, this message is just for you, just as much as if you're not. Hope is something that will always remain. Hope is something that we will always, always have. And I, I feel sometimes in my life as a Christian, I, I look at and I think, well, God, if you're the great God, if you're the king of kings, the Lord of lords, if you created everything, and I'm your or I'm your son, then why does my life be so difficult at times? Then why do I have to face heartache? Why do I face oppression? Why do I face depression, doubt, worry, stress, fear? Why do I fear that? Why do I feel that? It shouldn't be my life. But here's the thing. If you're a Christian in here or not a Christian, we all go through the same situations in life. We all face Monday mornings. We all face depression. We all face heartache. We all face hurt, pain. Suck. We all face it. But for, if you're a follower of Jesus in here, if you've placed your hope in him, then this is your perspective. You can have hope that this isn't the end. You can have hope that there is more than this. There is something better that I am living for. And the, 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 there's a passage in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It's, if you've ever been to a wedding, it's the one we just read at weddings. It's like the most rehearsed passage ever. Love is patient, love is kind. And, and we could probably rehearse that off by heart. But at the, end of that, at the end of that passage in chapter 13, it says this. It says, three things will remain forever. Faith, hope, and love. And it goes on to say that love is, is the greatest of all these because it was actually love that God had for us that brought his son to this earth. It was love that held Jesus on the cross for you and I. It was love that changed it all. Love is the greatest of these. But one of those in there is hope. And Paul writes and says, these are, these are the three of the things that will last forever. It's hope. One of the things that you will always have, no matter what your circumstances, no matter how you feel, one thing you will always, always have is hope. And so, yes, you might go through heartache. Yes, you might go through pain. But you will always have hope to hold on to. I'm going to invite the band to jump up on me. You always have hope to trust in, to rely on, to hold on to. Hope will always be there. So Christian, can I encourage you? Whatever your circumstance, whatever the fear for the future, listen, you can have hope and you can put your trust in him. That this is not the end. That a better life is to come. I don't think we talk about it enough, but here, here's a real thing. Heaven. Heaven is a real place. Heaven is not a dream. Heaven is something you will not get to and it just feel like an out-of-body experience. Heaven is something you will really feel. And that is my hope in the midst of all heartache in my life. And listen, yes, I'm only 25 and I'll probably have a lot more to go in the future. But if I can hold on to this when I'm 25 and see when I'm 35 and 45 and hitting real hard times, I can still hold on that this is not the end. My goal, my hope is heaven. That one day I will be in a place where there will be no depression. There will be no death. 
No one can die. No one can be depressed. No one can have fear. There's no doubt. There's no worry. There's nothing, no disease, no sickness, no illness. I will be in perfection. And that is my hope. And so in the midst of my darkest days, I can hold on to that. And so what does this mean? You see, these are lovely signs. Guys, can I just ask if we could just move out of the way of those signs, please? In the darkest of times, if you will put your hope, if you will put your joy, if you will put your love in God, then this is what happens. The why on joy looks weird. That'll what happen. <laughs> If you put your hope in God, if you put your joy in Christ, and if you put your love in Him, then in the darkest of your circumstances, this light will always shine brightest. In the midst of your pain, do you know Christmas right this year, 2016 Christmas could be one of the toughest years of your life. And 2017 could be even tougher, but I can guarantee if you put your hope, joy, and love in Jesus Christ, and in the midst of that darkness, his love will shine brightest in the dark nights. His joy will be so well were in the midst of your struggle. His hope will shine as a bright light in your difficulties. Because in 1 John 4 and 5, it says, his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. His life brought light to everyone. His life brought light to me. His life can bring light to you. And no matter what darkness, nothing can extinguish that. Nothing can ever extinguish that. And that's what He offers you. That's what He offers me. And all you need to do is what John 3.16 says, is believe. Put your hope in Him. You get the choice of where you put your hope. And so if you will place it in Him, then in your dark nights when you feel unloved, when you feel lonely, His love will shine bright then. If you put your joy in Him, that when difficulties come and you're suffering, well, you can feel the joy in the midst of that. And when you feel like all hope is lost, you realize, no, I've placed my hope in Him. And there is hope and an expectation for something greater than this life. For God so loved the world that He gave something. He gave His Son to pr prove His love to you. He gave His Son to bring joy into your brokenness. And He gave His Son to bring a hope that this is not the end. That your issues at the minute, it's not the end. There is a goal greater in life. There is something better for you to face. All you need to do is put your trust in Him. All you need to do is put your hope that what He has said is a promise. I'm gonna pray, church. I'm just gonna pray and close. The band are gonna do another carol and then we're gonna just finish with, with a bit of a, a, a thing at the end. But I'm gonna be out afterwards. Come and grab me. There's gonna be the elders. and Come and grab us. Let tonight be the night where you actually make your choice to take that hope that you placed in other things and carry it over to the cross and place it in Him. Make tonight that night. Let tonight be the night where you put your hope in Him. It's never lost. It's there. You've just been, we've just been placing the wrong thing, so let's place in Him. Father God, we thank You for this hope that is in You. We thank You, Father God, for the hope that You brought to our lives, God. An opportunity 
to place our hope in you that no matter what our situations, God, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. It is, it is heaven. That is the goal that we reach for, God. That is the thing that we run towards in this life. Maybe hurting. We may be going through hurt and, uh, and depression and suffering in this situation, God. But there is hope. Father God, that you, in 1 John says, that you were the word at the beginning, that you came and revealed yourself as Jesus Christ, flesh on earth to bring light into our darkness. And you did it, God, and I thank you that you brought your life into my darkness. And you continually bring that light into my darkness. You continually show me your love when I feel like I've gone too far. You continually bring me joy in circumstances that you'd never have joy, but they do because you're involved in it. And God, the hope that I have, but that this is not the end. I thank you for, and God, I pray that tonight, those people who have decided, who are worrying, who are going through doubt, stress, hopeless situations, will make that move tonight. And angels who, who proclaimed the glory of you that night with the shepherds will be up there in celebration that another life is coming to meet them with heaven. We thank you for this, God. Be praised and honored and glorified. In your name we pray. Amen.